Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729-811. Select styles. Excludes in-store Of all the sounds you'll hear this summer. This might be your new favorite. They're blending up the new chocolate chip iced cap at Tim Hortons. Real chocolate chips blended into an iced cap for a sweet summer treat. It's Tim Hortons frozen take on a cappuccino. And it just might be the best sound of summer. Hurry into Tim Hortons for the new chocolate chip ice cap. Limited time at participating restaurants. Welcome, everyone, to episode 181 of the NBA podcast. I'm Brian Teporek, and we are now a week into the 2018-19 NBA season. So today we're going to talk about surprises and disappointments from that first week. Before we get underway, a reminder that you can follow us on Twitter at the NBA pod. In our bio, you can find our Twitter handles to give us a follow as well. You can also find us on iTunes, so please subscribe download leave some five-star reviews and we're being hosted on the almighty baller podcast network so check them out on twitter at almighty casts joining me as always is my very stable genius of a co-host morton jensen how's it going mort it's going great i mean our government isn't getting bombs left and right (laughs) that's an upgrade over ours yeah apparently yeah yeah it was fun i was like offline all morning uh and then i get back to my computer and that's the first thing i see like all right Good, good, good start to the day. Wonderful. Just your average Wednesday in America right now. <laughs> you're, you're, it's not far off. <laughs> so let's uh, let's so let's skip into something way more positive. Yeah, yeah. And, so and can we please open with the Denver Nuggets, Brian? We sure can. Yeah, we'll we'll start with the the good surprises. All right. Hopefully, most of them are good surprises, and then we'll move into the disappointments later. So yeah, boy, let's start with the Denver Nuggets. Okay, here's a hot take. This is not a surprise. <laughs> well, okay, so them being this good is not a surprise, I, you know, but we were very much on this island all summer, right? and I don't even think it was an island, I think most people who are paying attention knew the Nuggets were going to be really good this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the surprise, I mean, look, it's a four-game sample size, so I'm not, you know, I'm not making grand proclamations here, but, like, the surprise is that they are tied with Boston for the best defensive rating in the league. I think that does qualify as a genuine surprise. That's fair. That's yeah, fair. Yeah. Just because, like, they had a bottom, I think they were bottom five last year. Like, definitely bottom ten. So, yeah, it wasn't again, good. it's, yeah, they were 23rd last year. So, like, again, it's early. I'm not going to say, like, this is, you know, Denver, I don't think, is going to lead the league in defensive rating this year. I think they're due for some regression to the mean. You know, they they got to beat up on Phoenix, but, like, Holding Golden State to 98 is impressive. I mean, holding the Clippers, like the Clippers are feisty. Holding them to 98 was impressive. Right. That's that's notable. And I think also Matt Moore of the Action Network was saying this on Twitter last night. Is like, this is what, if you're going to be a true Western Conference contender, if you're going to be a team that's going to win 50 plus games, this is what you need to do. You need to beat up on the bad teams. You need to blow out the Suns. You need to blow out the Kings like the right. Nuggets have done. You know, it's like what the Spurs do every year. Like, they blow out or they just, like, trounce 
these sub 500 win teams. And then if you go 50, 50 with the, against the good teams, you're still at 50 plus wins, right? That's the sign of a very good team. So yeah, like (laughs) I'm glad we were all in on Denver heading into the season. They look as good as advertised. Yeah, I feel pretty good about my second seed in the West right now. It may not hold up, but at least for the time being, I look smart. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a I... rare thing to do and hard thing to do as well. <laughs> you, you can still fly that Donovan Mitchell flag as long as you want, man. Yeah, that gives you like a five-year amnesty for any bad picks just because you're so on Donovan Mitchell. Oh, so so if Karis LeVert wins MIP this year, does that oh, like yeah. give me an extension? Okay. Yes, nice. Nice. absolutely. Uh, <laughs> let's go to a team that at least I was wrong about early in the season, the Orlando Magic. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we were, we crapped all over them. We were like, what the hell are they doing? They don't have a real point guard. DJ Augustine ain't the answer. They're two and two and yeah. they beat the Boston Celtics already. Yeah. So I, I yeah. I'm genuinely surprised. But are, haven't you learned from your mistake yet? What's that? Remember last year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were start, yeah. they started eight and four, like, and they ended up with like what was it like twenty five and fifty seven? <laughs> right. Yeah, it was not good. So, so I'm just kind of hesitant right now with the magic, mm-hmm. but I yeah, all right. If if we're going the route of uh, initial surprising or, or surprisement, yeah, yeah, sure, you're. Yeah, I'm gonna give them that benefit. I will say this though, they still need a point guard. They still need yeah. to figure out what the hell they, they how they round out that starting unit. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is Jonathan Isaac? What yeah. is his role? I don't know. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's I think the the surprising development is look, like they yeah, yeah, they do eventually need a point guard, but like Nikola Vucevic, he's second on the team in assists right now. Yeah. Like that's that's impressive and Evan Fortier I mean, you you were on this early in the year, like you suggested, they might do a little bit of point Fournier, and like mm-hmm. there he is, averaging almost five assists per game. Yep, he's been good. He's been good. He he's just swung the ball around, so it's not like he's you know reinventing the wheel from the point guard right. position. Right. But like he's just becoming a more active playmaker. I, yeah. I will say this about Vooch, right? So this is interesting because Vucevic has been mentioned in trade rumors. It feels like forever now. Yeah. And he's not one of those guys who are, who are being put in, you know, the unicorn conversation. Right. That's fair. But over the years, he's developed in a way that, you know, may have made him... We haven't given him enough press, to say yeah. it out loud, to, to, to be frank. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so he developed a three-point jump shot. He's still a very good rebounder. He can still finish around the rim. Mm-hmm. Now he's become this passing big as well. So now he's a shooting big who can pass and initiate the offense. Not, you know, to Nikola Jokic extents, right. but, like, he can make the offense happen from from a playmaking perspective. Mm-hmm. Basically, he's only lacking one thing right now, and that's the defense. Right. Are we still going to knock him? No. I mean, like, he's on a very affordable contract this year. Right. Like, it's like $12.5 million, someone like that. It's 12.75. And, yeah, I mean, you said it. Like, he went from... Before before 2017 2018, he had never averaged more than three assists in a game. Mm-hmm. Last year, he averages 3.4. Again, it's super early. It's a week, but he's at 5.3 right now. Like, they are running a lot of their offense through this guy. And, you know, as you said, like, he's been mentioned, 
He's been a fixture of trade rumors for years. This is the last year of his contract. Logic would dictate eventually, like Orlando, if they fall off from this pace and they fall out of the playoff race by February, like it theoretically makes sense to trade this guy because you have Obama, you have Isaac, you have Aaron Gordon. Like that is some permutation of that is your front court of the future. Right. But like suddenly it looks like, you know, Vooch feels like he should be able to fetch a pretty decent return if they do go that route or like he is some some team might sign him for for somewhat cheap because word isn't out on him yet but by the way today is actually his 28th birthday so oh, yeah happy birthday Vooch. happy birthday Vooch, if you're listening but <laughs> here's the thing that's not old that no. i mean that means that he's going to be 28 by next summer if he signs a four-year deal that's going to take him into age 32 and he doesn't rely on athleticism a lot so if if teams have this tendency of underrating him like let's assume of course that his progression maintains like he is going to be a guy you can not necessarily run the offense through but would function very well like as a secondary initiator Mm -hmm. and he can stretch the court and he can still rebound and he can give you like 17 to 18 points a game Mm -hmm. like that dude should probably be getting like 24 million even if he's that bad defender but if yeah. if word is not on it yet, and if teams are still kind of underrating him, and someone gets him for like sixteen or seventeen million a year, that's one hell of a deal. Yeah, I, yeah, I would I, mean, I would buy stock in Vooch. I would too. I I mean he he seems like such a perfect fit for, say I don't know the Los Angeles Lakers. That oh that's a good one, right? I mean. I'd be interested to see. It'll be tough for them to make a deal work. They definitely can't until, like, December 15th at the earliest. But that's a name I would keep an eye on if I'm a Lakers fan. I'm worried about, you know, the lack of front court depth there uh, as the trade deadline gets closer. And we'll we'll get to the Lakers later. But as the trade deadline gets closer, you know, that that seems like a possible mix. I I think that the problem for Vooch's market is – what we've discussed for a while it's like a lot of teams are pretty set at center it you know it's hard to find a team that has an a long-term opening there i guess dallas actually might make some sense yeah oh yeah because yeah and and deandre is i want to say 30 right now yeah 30 or 31 all right but that's still in the same age bracket as booch like yeah yeah so uh uh well you know it, it would make sense he, he, he would at least fit into the timeline of Harrison Barnes, which mm-hmm. isn't a bad thing. Yeah, D- Dallas could work. They like their spacing big men. Yeah. Yeah. And just having another good passer next to Luka and Dennis Smith Jr. Oh, man. Oh, that team might lead the league in passage per game. Yeah. That'd be fun. That would be fun. And, you know, I, I, oh, I was just, I was going to say Brooklyn, but I forgot about Jared Allen. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Oh. The, the Knicks? Ooh. <laughs> now that the corpse of Joakim Noah's gone? Yeah. Yeah, I guess Him next so. to Chris Tops? I mean, right. obviously that lineup would be all offense. But right, good right. lord, what an offense. Yeah, especially if they can't get, you know, if Kevin Durant doesn't go there or whatever, they can't yeah. get their top free agent target. Like, yeah. They could play yeah. legitimate five out. Like, both those guys can shoot. True. 
I'm just happy this is the first time we've spoken positively about the Magic on this podcast in a long time. This is true. So we're getting all five Magic fans back in the fold (laughs) now. That's beautiful. Congratulations, Magic fans. Welcome back on board. Uh, We hope hope this continues. I mean, the, the upcoming schedule, they got Portland Thursday at Milwaukee Saturday, but then... Clip, uh, Kings, Clippers, Spurs, Cavs. Like, they've got some winnable games early. They do, it, but this is going to be the one and only time they're going to be, you know, 500 this 500. year. Yeah, because, yeah. like, come, come late November, mm-hmm. they are home against Toronto, and then they have a six-game road trip. Nuggets, Lakers, Warriors, Blazers, Suns, and Heat. Good night. <laughs> Rest in peace. Yeah. Good night. So yeah, Magic fans, get your get your tweets off now because uh, things are probably gonna take a turn for the worse. But congrats! Yeah. I mean, it, you've been fun to watch this first week. Uh, this one hurts. I'm, but like, my God, Blake Griffin, yeah. Blake fucking Griffin, where did this come from? Um, I I think it's I think it's internal uh, improvement in terms of maturity. Really, you know, I think he got so caught up in the whole Lop City thing mm-hmm. that it was more about, you know, the posters, the fan excitement, the 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 need to make a highlight play to keep the crowd involved or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And now, like, he's gunning from outside, like, he's getting to the free throw line, he's playmaking. He was always a good playmaker, so but he's just building on that. It just seems like he's more at peace with himself and kind of relying on his skills instead of his athleticism which is which has been a critique forever with him right. by the way like it's it's always been dude you have the skills mm-hmm. why why would you need to to jump 16 feet in the air every damn time right i mean <laughs> right. it's not important like just right. do your work um and he did he certainly did put in, put in work against your your sixers he sure did yeah i mean a career high 50 points 14 rebounds, 6 assists. He shot 20 of 35 overall, 5 of 10 from 3. Did not shoot well from the free throw line. Missed a bunch early, but then came back and hit some big ones late. I mean, like, look, Ben Simmons didn't play in that game, and I think he would have seen a decent amount of Blake for defensive responsibility because, like, Dario just got worked. And Covington, like, Blake's just too big for Covington. Blake just backed him down. So I... I really think Simmons was their only option, and he was out with back tightness. So, you know, that that opened the door for Blake to have a monster game. But, like, kudos to Blake for taking advantage, man. Like, he hit some big threes late. Yeah, he did. I mean, that's, like, that seems notable to me. I mean, like, this might just be, you know, maybe this is like a new Blake Griffin under Dwayne Casey. We were wondering, going into the season, how does he get... Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond to coexist, and so far the answer is pretty damn well. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and it also seems like Detroit has—I don't want to say abandoned, but they've gone away from the whole you know Andre Drummond setting up the offense all mm-hmm. the time mentality. Yeah. And you know, I, I'm torn on that because what I told you a couple months back or a couple weeks back, even I think, was that I don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time. You know, it's not like Drummond lost the capability of passing the basketball. Right. So what they're doing right now is just basically putting everything through Blake. And when, and that is definitely going to be a when and not if, the defense begins to adjust to it, 
Like, mm. there you have Drummond who can suddenly take over that responsibility, which allows Blake to feed off of that. So, you know, I don't mind that they've kind of underutilized Drummond here early on because, mm-hmm. you know, you can always go to him later. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, my concerns with Detroit, like, look, they're off to a 3-0 and start. They're clearly, you know, a pleasant early season surprise. That said, like, two of their wins were against the Nets and the Bulls, neither of whom figure to make the playoffs this year. So, much like Magic fans, I would advise Pistons fans to, like, chill a little bit before feeling themselves. Because, look, this team is still not super deep. You've got Griffin, you have Drummond, you have Reggie Jackson, who's been okay. Like, he hit some big shots, but he's shooting only 42% overall. Reggie Bullock is, like, their one reliable three-point shooter. Ish Smith is providing some nice offense off the bench, but, like, it gets dark after that, man. It's like (laughs) Langston Galloway, Stanley Johnson, Zaza, who literally, like, I don't care that the Sixers lost last night. They technically won because Zaza did not hurt Embiid. I figured when <laughs> when Embiid, especially after he drew that second tech on uh, yeah. Drummond and got him ejected, I thought Zaza was coming in like out for blood. So I am just I am happy that Joel Embiid made it through that game unscathed. But you know, like that they Luke Kennard, Glenn Robinson, like they just don't have much depth. Okay. So if- okay, Pistons Twitter is coming for you. You just not Luke Kennard. They are coming for your ass now. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to say Donovan Mitchell to them over and over again. That will. <laughs> That's my job. I know. But you know you know what I'm saying? Like, Blake yeah. is playing at an MVP level right now, but he needs to be. And they're still, like, barely, you know, they beat the Nets by three. They beat the Bulls by two. Mm. They beat the Sixers by one without their second best or best player, depending on how you feel about Simmons versus Embiid. Like, they right. have a home and home against Boston coming up. They're at Philly at the beginning of November. I mean, the rest of their schedule right now, early season schedule is pretty soft. They've got Cleveland, the Nets, Orlando, Atlanta, but then like they've got Toronto at the middle of the next month. The home and home against Houston. They're gonna get some early tests. So I- I'm interested to see like how legit this team is because I think you and I both picked them for the playoffs for that eighth seed. Yeah, but I think I'm not. Do. I'm not like just because they're three and zero right now. I'm not going to go say, "Oh wow, we should have they should have been the four seed." We were too low on them. Agreed. I think, you know, I, I think we had them right in range, but like it, it's a testament to Blake. We didn't. I don't. I didn't see this start from Blake Griffin coming. Oh, no, I don't think anyone did. I will say this because I agree with your with the in regards to the lack of depth. But if Luke Kennard, like it is his second season after all, and it is very very early. So if he starts, you know, producing in the manner of that we could expect him to, mm-hmm. you know, that will help balance that team and that will help drive some wins home as well. As well, and it's not like they they can't be active on the trade market by the February trade deadline. That's so true. there are definitely some some movable assets that they can take care of. That's very true. Also, Glenn Robinson is there, and he just hasn't had like a whole lot of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like he's better than that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they will start going deeper into their bench as the season goes on. But right now, the, the production has been limited to yeah. really like those five guys, Griffin, Bullock, Jackson, Drummond, and Smith. And outside of that, it's been, you know, you're just getting whatever you can out of the rest of them, but you're not getting much. Mm. 
Motorist Insurance Group and Brick Street Insurance have come together to create a better one-stop shop for agents and policyholders, encircling you with coverage at every step in life's journey. We are now in Cova Insurance. Let's talk about another Western Conference team that no one should be surprised is as good as it is. But the extent to which they are performing on offense is flabbergasting. <laughs> the New Orleans Pelicans, man. <laughs> like, like we, you and I were all over them in the offseason again. We, we thought like the combo of Davis, Miritich, and Randall was just going to be sensational. And yep. nothing from the first three games have proven us wrong. Correct. But, man, like, yeah. hanging 130 on the Rockets, almost 150 on the Kings? Like, I, I mean, look, I, you know, Davis and Miritich, once Boogie went down last year, that combo was sensational for the last couple months of the season. But, like, Miritich is playing better than I expected at the start mm-hmm. of this year. Yeah, he's just taking, you know, shots within the flow of the offense. Mm-hmm. For the most part, some some are heat checks still. They're just going right. in. Right. So it depends on you know how much you can rely on that. He's not going to continue averaging 28 and 10. Mm-hmm. Um, but but his shooting presence is going to be uh, you know a consistent factor within the flow of their offense. I wouldn't be surprised if Nico ends this year with like 253 point makes. Like he's just gonna space that court uh, indefinitely. And then you have Davis who is just, He's cleaning up everything right now. Every it's, time yeah. that someone has, you know, you know, giving him a driving lane or whatever, like he's he's going to the hole and he's doing stuff. Like he's just been, ugh, absolutely unbelievable. Like we had him both, I believe, second in the MVP race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, you know, I mean, he's certainly proving us wrong right now. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm nervous about like, and Giannis is playing really well too. That was who we both picked for MVP. I, I, at you know one week into the season, if I were going to end it today, I think Davis wins it. I, oh, but yeah. like so far, those two guys are like out to the races, and I think you know after them, there's probably a cluster of guys a little bit further back. But like those two guys are the clear early front runners for this award, right. and I I think Davis has pole position right now, like thirty points, thirteen rebounds, five assists, three blocks, mm. two steals. Like my God. Yep. And here's something crazy. And scary, Drew Holiday has had a horrible start yeah. to the season. Yeah. So when he finds his rhythm, like then that might offset you know the statistical decline of some of the other guys, which are right. not sustainable. You know the current production isn't sustainable at this point. Um, so when he gets it going, like that, that will help offset these things. I'm really looking forward to seeing them by you know game 25 and 40. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean Nico isn't going to keep shooting almost 48% from three? You know, here's the thing. I could sit here and crack jokes and go, no, no, no. It's Nico. I don't know, man. Yeah. Nico, <laughs> you know, I, I can't, I, I'm not going to say anything about Nico. He's the most unpredictable player in the NBA at this yeah. point. So yeah. I, I don't want to say anything. He could end up shooting 55% on high volume by, by the you know all-star break. I have no idea. I, I will confidently predict Drew Holiday will not stay 0% shooting from three. He is 0 of 11 right now. Yeah. I have a feeling he's going to make a three-pointer sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. I, I would I would say so. Yeah. I mean, man, that, that Pelicans team is super fun. I'm just – I just pray to God that Anthony Davis stays healthy because we deserve 
we like we deserve to see this him like at this supercharged version of himself and like god it's just it's yeah. absurd that he's still this young too like if he's doing this at in his age 25 season what's he gonna do in a couple of years better <laughs> how i don't know how is that even possible <laughs> i don't know look oh uh, oh you know insert celtic fan um comment (laughs) here well he's probably going to be statistically lower because he's going to be sharing the court with Kyrie and jason tatum and all those guys Uh, Mm. yeah there's a part of me that don't want to see that because i want to see him put up 30 and like 15 every night yeah well i mean like you know this this whole season is like get anthony davis to sign your supermax contract next summer yeah this is a pretty convincing start for him I mean, I know it's going to be tough to retain both Nico and Julius Randle next summer because they don't have Randle's bird rights. So, like, there are still some big decisions ahead for this Pelicans franchise. But, what, like, what more do you want if you're Anthony Davis right now? Like, right. This just must be super fun to play on this team and have this type of firepower next to you. Yeah. I think the question here is, for the Pelicans to go from being, you know, an exceptional regular season squad... Mm-hmm. And into like a legitimate playoff, you know, not playoff contender. Obviously, they're going to be in the playoffs, like a title right. contender. Yeah, they need a actually a guy who's been on the roster before when they were the Hornets, Trevor Ariza, like a, a oh, guy yeah. like him. Mm-hmm. They need a three and D guy who's not Solomon Hill. Right. You know, right, right. now they're starting Etwan Moore at the three. Etwan yeah. is is very very good, but he's also six four, and he's right. not exactly an athletic marble. Yeah, like you need a guy who is. Who's got some size? Who's got some wingspan? Who's got some yeah. you know defensive chops? And honestly, like if you asked me this a year ago, I would have said no way. I would be floating around the idea of trading the first rounder. Mm. I would, you gotta, because, yeah, because you figure it'll be in the twenties at this point. Yeah, for sure. Like they traded their last year's first rounder to the Bulls, you know, for Nico. But like, look, that that trade right now is is looking pretty damn good for yeah. for the Pelicans. So, and they're right there. Like, they have a superstar who's going to come go down as one of the greatest big men maybe in history. Mm-hmm. Like, don't waste your time thinking about, oh, can we get someone, you know, at the 20 spot? And right. also, like, the 2019 draft is supposedly going to be very weak. Move it, if you can, for a wing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if they – because you're right. Like, each one more – in the playoffs, if they're playing the Warriors, like Kevin Durant's just going to eat his lunch. Like <laughs> they have they have no no one on the roster right now that can slow down Kevin Durant, so they do need to right. make his some move at some point. It'll be interesting to see whether it's via trade or like I would assume they might be able to lure a decent player via buyout. Could be. Just, I mean, just lunch though, lunch, yeah. dinner, <laughs> Christmas <laughs> turkey. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> All right, the other, I mean, there are a couple other Western Conference teams. Like, again, it's early. Read read as much into the standings as you will or at your own peril. But, like, right now Memphis is currently 2-1, tied for fifth. The Mavericks are 2-1. The Clippers are 2-2. Two two. I, I don't wait, think... Wait, wait, wait. The, the Dallas Mavericks are 2-1. Brian, I'm, I'm very confused by this because, <laughs> you know, Luka Doncic... He's doing some weird things against these NBA players. I'm just—you need to help me out. I, I can't comprehend what I'm seeing because 
Supposedly, he could not do this against NCAA athletes. Brian, I'm so confused. Right. How how well, he, how is he doing this? He is still too fat to be an NBA player. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, and he's soft too, right? Because right. he's yeah. yeah yeah. I forgot. Oh. Right. Yeah, those yeah. twenty six points he hung on the Timberwolves. Fake, yeah, if, fake news. If he had, if that had been an average American college player, that would have been forty five. <laughs> right. God. Yeah, if the Timberwolves were Kentucky, could. He? <laughs> You know, I'm part of a, of, a, of a Danish Facebook group. Whenever there's a post about Luka Doncic, uh-huh. I go, bud. And now they've gotten so used to it that all I have to write is bud, dot, 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 dot. <laughs> like everyone knows what I'm about to say. Like, it's so just good. become a running joke over here in Europe. Like, you, you know, America didn't help their basketball knowledge brand. Sure. Well, the suburb. Don't blame America. Just blame the Kings. Like, <laughs> oh, oh! I I am blaming the Kings. Like, look, yeah. I didn't have the Kings on this on this list of, of neither surprises nor disappointments or right. whatever, because I feel whatever happens, like if they had started hot, I would just have expected them to like, go back in the basement at some point. Yeah, yeah. like it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I I just think you know like we kind of alluded to this through while we were doing our previews over the offseason was like i don't think memphis dallas the clippers i don't think they stay in the playoff picture i mean right now like minnesota's out utah's out houston is out the lakers are out the thunder are out those teams will get better that said like we we said this like these teams there are a lot of teams in the west they're just gonna be annoying to play and they're like good enough Mm. to beat you if you have an off night and that's what like Memphis, Dallas, the Clippers, the Spurs too, like they're, they're not bad teams. Like there are right. only two really, truly bad teams in the West and that's the Kings and even the Suns, like they're going to miss the playoffs, but they're, you know, they have enough talent to surprise you if Devin Booker goes off or whatever, or Aiton goes off. Like there aren't gimmies. So like shouts to Memphis and Dallas and the Clippers for right. you know for putting up a fight and like not going into the season resigned that oh we're in this brutal West Coast conference we have no chance of making the playoffs like right now it's it's just anyone anyone's game yep so I'm gonna bring up something controversial okay because the NBA world has been out on this guy for a long time and oh, okay. I get it. But we need to at least acknowledge that Derrick Rose is an NBA player. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, we've seen that a lot. Derrick Rose is not an NBA player. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Offensively, he is, at the very least. You know, yeah. he's he's still capable of doing things. Yeah, it may take him 13 shots to score 15 points. But he's getting into the heart of the defense. He's also passing fairly efficiently. He's helping out on the glass, coming off the bench. You know, should he be playing 28 minutes a game? No, he shouldn't. Mm-hmm. But he's shown me enough to at least, you know, ignore the noise about him not being a player, an NBA player. Like, yeah, like, yeah, I get it. You mentioned something before we started recording. Like, a lot of the backlash relates to the sexual assault case or the rape case. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I get it. And, you know, whatever your feelings is about him regarding that, entirely fair. But in terms of basketball, like, he's doing something. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. been a surprise. Yeah, I mean, it's 
you know, it, it's a testament to Tibbs, I guess. If that's, <laughs> I don't know if that's the right word. Uh, I don't know. But yeah. it, I mean, it's, you know, Tibbs believed in him and he's rewarding Tibbs' faith. But as you said, should he be playing this many minutes? Probably not. Should no. Tyus Jones be getting more minutes? Absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, it, it is a credit to Derek for like, how many people have said like he's just done as an NBA player and he's exactly. coming out and saying like look man I'm not my MVP self anymore but like I could still play basketball at an NBA level. Right. right. I have a stat for you by the way. Um okay. so Minnesota's tied for first in in terms of how many games they've played. They've played 4, which right mm-hmm. now is the max. Um 11 players have suited up. Wow. Totally. Totally. That's a, that's actually surprising. That's uh, everyone else is like at least thirteen deep, like at oh, least really? for, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, look, I've been looking over like the stats from almost every team. Like they they, they have the shortest tables on Basketball Reference right now, just yeah. eleven players, <laughs> and and one doesn't even count. It's C.J. Williams who's played one game in eight minutes. Like if you remove that, it's like ten guys. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's but like Josh Okogie's gotten some minutes. I'm he's actually, yeah, he's actually played t- almost 27 minutes a game in the two play- games he's played. Yeah. Um, I and I, yo, I was high on Chasikogi. I told you, yeah. like he would, he would win minutes because he's defensively inclined. Oh, right. now, now that we're on the subject of the Timberwolves, um, that Jimmy Butler dude is kind of playing pretty damn well, Brian. <laughs> I mean, I think the surprise is that he's still on the Timberwolves. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like. It, no part of that whole preseason saga suggested that he was going to be a Timberwolf on opening night or that he would be a Timberwolf through the first week of the season. But now I'm starting to think, like, they just don't seem to be in a rush. Like, he might be there until mm-hmm. the trade deadline. Yeah. And you know what? They'll enjoy his 25 points, six boards, yeah. three steals. Like, oh, he's been amazing. He's been yeah. absolutely – I mean, he's coming – it's funny. Like, Jimmy didn't have anything to prove. But he's come into this season with this mindset of, oh, I have something to prove. Which is, right. that, you know, I've been laughing my ass off at that because that should be Cat. Yeah, yeah, true. Well, here's another surprise for the Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. There isn't a single player averaging 35 minutes a game. Well. Is, Tib- is Tibbs learning? Well, I mean, 34.7 for Jimmy. Yeah, <laughs> but after but aside from him, it's 32 for T. It is. He's the next highest. Like, Towns is at 31, Wiggins is at 27? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, look, <laughs> I know. So so here's the thing, right? You you always, like, Tips turned 60 this year. That's when you right. start to learn, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's when especially white males are sure. m- way more flexible towards yep. change. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm I don't know what happened. I'm surprised. Yeah. Uh, do you have any other surprises, or should we head into the disappointments? Um, well, I, this it's not as much a surprise, but I'm I'm dicking the rookie class, obviously. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, I, I don't think a lot of it is, <laughs> is sustainable. I don't mm-hmm. think Trey Young is going to average 23 points and eight assists in his rookie season. I will give him credit for that 35-11 game he had against the Cavaliers. Yeah, which was amazing. Um, yep. Like I saw that one, he was just he was crossing people over, draining deep threes. Like he was on his, you know, Oklahoma shit right there. Yeah. Um, 
But I'm just, I'm really digging the overall direction of this draft class. I mean, mm-hmm. the NBA seems to be in a very, very good groove in terms of getting high quality players in almost every season. And I think it's extremely crucial they do get that as well this year because, again, as I mentioned, like next year's draft class, mm-hmm. supposedly not that good. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a good year to have multiple picks at a bad year to have multiple picks if you're looking to head to 2019 yep i i would say so i would say so so yeah so good on all those rookies hope they keep it up there's been some players in there that i really like to watch mm-hmm. who are playing you know under control and looking wiser beyond their years yeah shy Gilgis just alexander looks good yep that was the guy i was thinking about him yeah. wendell carter also um miles mm-hmm. bridges like yeah. those, those three have really, and I know you know Wendell Carter has not had the strongest stat line, right? That you know, forget about the stats on this one. Like this yeah. dude changes defense. So yeah, yeah. Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles. Now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729-811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clearance. All right, then let's move into the disappointments. We're going to yeah. try not to be hot takey because, again, it's the first week of the season. But right. I, I will ask you for every one of these, like, how concerned are you? All right. So I'm going to go. We have to start with the Lakers, obviously, who are 0-3. Yeah. How concerned are you about the Lakers moving forward? Do you think – is this – you know, I've already seen some people saying, like, oh, well, you know, they, they're 0-3 – they're without Ingram for a couple more games because of the fight. They're without Rondo for a couple more games because of the fight. They might miss the playoffs because of this first week. Are you there yet? No. No. Every time LeBron has changed teams, they've started slow. I mean, come right. on. If you haven't caught up by now, like, stop. Yeah. You know, wise up. Research. Yeah. I'm not concerned about their record. What I am concerned about is, you know, those antics. Like, Rondo's spitting on CP3. Mm-hmm. Like, regardless of who you are, I know that Rondo is beloved by young players around the league that he's played with. Yeah. I don't care. That's not a good example. That is not how you conduct yourself on the basketball court. And, you know, LeBron came in there and, you know, I, I am, I'm assuming said, you know, I want this and this and this guy. I don't want another J.R. Smith in here. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, came the supposed ability of Rashawn Rondo and he pulls something like this. And what I'm weirded out by is, you know, Rondo was not exactly a candidate to do this, but neither was, um, you know, Brandon Ingram. Him losing his cool yeah. the way that he yeah. did, like, that just makes me even more unsettled because if he's a guy who's begin beginning to be more emotional, mm-hmm. I don't want him added to this crazy list of Rondo, <laughs> McGee, Stevenson, Beasley, right? Right. So, I don't know. I, I hope that the chemistry holds up for him, but mm-hmm. there is a slight concern there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if anything, I'm concerned about their defense just because they haven't really played defense all that well. Right. I mean, they're, right. they're 25th in terms of defensive rating, and again, it's early. It's a three-game sample size here, so like... 
Yeah, but allowing but, 132 points per game is <laughs> probably not a great thing. You know, yeah. overtime game though, but you know. Yeah, but like they haven't. They each of their first three points have scored at least 120. That's mm. not ideal. Now they get Phoenix on Wednesday, and a back to back with Denver on Thursday. So there's you know what. They're, they're probably going to beat Phoenix and get their first win tonight. Right. Denver is going to be their chance for a statement game. Then they've got you know a couple of tough ones coming up at San Antonio, at Minnesota, then home against Dallas, at Portland, versus Toronto at home, versus Minnesota at home. Then their schedule softens up at Sacramento, versus Atlanta, versus Portland, at or- Orlando, at Miami, at Cleveland. So, mm-hmm. like, even if they start... One in five or one in six, two and five, whatever. Right. Like, I'm still not going to be mashing that panic button because just like no. look at their schedule. You just have to, like as you said, and we, you know, we said it repeatedly this summer was like, yes, every time LeBron changes teams, the Heat in 2010 were nine and eight, the Cavs in 2014 were like a 500 team for the first two months of the season. This always happens with LeBron teams. You just you had too much turnover to develop chemistry. In, like, the three-week span from training camp to preseason. It's going to take time, and it's going to take time for these guys to figure out their roles. These suspensions definitely will not help. I mean, it's going to be tough for them to beat Denver without Ingram and Rondo. So, oh, yeah. Like, that that sucks. And, yes, that is a concern. If they keep doing dumb shit like that, they really might miss the playoffs. But I'm not, I'm not jumping aboard the, you know, they're, they're definitely going to miss the playoffs because of this first week bandwagon. No, 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 no. Like, the, we can look at it in a different way. Like, mm-hmm. from a basketball perspective, they're going to be fine. Yeah. Like, the concern is all about, like, the locker room and the chemistry right. issues. That's right. it. Yeah, exactly. I, that won't stop me from, you know, if it, God forbid, if they lose to Phoenix tonight, I'm definitely going to tweet, like, the gift from Arrested Development with Job just saying, I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna say that's LeBron right now. <laughs> oh yeah! Just a reminder, LeBron, you could have come to the Sixers. I know we don't have Hollywood, but you wouldn't be zero three, my dude. Uh, but no, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. And I mean, another team that I think is gonna be fine, but another team that is zero three to start, the Oklahoma City Thunder. I'm so glad I wasn't one of those weird guys <laughs> out there who were hyping them up all year. Like, you know the type, Brian, right? Uh, Those obnoxious people who are just like, oh, the defense is going to be so good. It doesn't matter. Everything else. Like, you know the type. Yep. Yep. Well, you know, that was before. For for one, Westbrook didn't play the first two games. And for two. That should that be an asset. <laughs> and second, that, that was before Roberson was announced to be out for multiple months. So yeah. I, I called my Jets on the Thunder. Before before the season started, I had them lower in the standings than I would otherwise. But like, are you concerned about them at all? I mean, like, uh, there's no shame in losing without Westbrook. There's no shame in losing on the road opening night at Golden State, losing by only eight points. I'd say is frankly impressive. Mm. Again, they lost to the Clippers on Friday without Westbrook. Again, the Clippers are they're feisty. Like they're right, a decent right. team. The one concerning loss home against Sacramento on Sunday with Westbrook back at the lineup. They lose 131 to 120. And now mm. they've got Boston Thursday night. They have another Clippers game coming up on Tuesday. They sandwich that with the Suns. Then they've got some winnable ones coming up as well. So, you know, two more against the Suns. Knicks, Dallas, Cleveland, Charlotte. 
the kings. So, like, they can write the ship pretty quickly. Yeah. When are you going to mash the panic button on the thunder? Uh, I'm going to give them some time because here's the thing. Defense also takes time to settle in. Like yeah. when when you are building a a new identity and a new culture where it's all about the defensive end, you're going to go through growing pains. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really that concerned. I mean, Paul George is healthy. Right now he's struggling a bit. That's not mm-hmm. going to continue. The team as a whole is shooting under 24% from downtown. <laughs> That's not going to hold, obviously. I think they're going to be fine. It's just a matter of you know, them recalibrating the, their expectations mm-hmm. and maybe acknowledging, oh, okay, maybe we're not going to fight for you know, a finals berth this year. Right. And that's okay. Like we just want to make noise. We want to establish ourselves and make people or teams aware that we're here and we're going to be, you know, tough as hell as, you know, to go through us. Right. You might you might do that, but you'll come out banked yeah. on the other side. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, have, I think that's they have all of their main pieces signed for a while. Like George Westbrook, Adams, and Schroeder are all under contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Adams is under for multiple years still, right? I believe he is, yes. Like, I think because he signed the four-year deal like two years ago, so he should be at least two more years. Oh, no, three more years. Three more years. So, yeah, like yeah. they've got George Westbrook, Schroeder, and Adams all under contract for three more years. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I hesitate to include Schroeder as a main piece to that puzzle, seeing as he's shooting 28% from the field. But, you know, like th- it's not as imperative that they hit the ground running right away. They have a while to mesh with this core. So I'm likewise, yep. I'm not concerned yet. I think, you know, again, getting Roberson back whenever that happens, will that's when we'll start to see the Thunder, who I thought could be, you know, the second best team in the West, that kind of caliber team. But, like, talk to me... Talk to me after this stretch. Phoenix, New York, Phoenix, Sacramento. Right. If they don't go at least 3-1 and one there, then I'll start to get a little alarmed. And they have Dallas before that, too, actually. So that's a five-game. Really, they should go no worse than 3-2, and two, probably. Well, the they Dallas should, should isn't a cake. Dallas isn't a cakewalk, though. I know, I know. And it's at Dallas. So, like, yeah. really, if they're, if they're not at least 3-2 and two in that stretch, I'm very concerned. And Harrison but, Barnes is back by then, right? Uh, I would think so yeah i think he is i'm not entirely sure i mean that's losable that one that one definitely is but i mean still like those are right 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 you know again it goes back to what i was saying about denver earlier those are the games you need to win yeah because you're going against so many good western conference teams otherwise that right you know if you if you aren't picking up those games that's what plagued the thunder last year is like they would start to get on a roll and then they'd lose to a shitty team and it would be like all their momentum was just snapped like you just need to beat up on the bad teams so then when you travel to golden state on november 21st it's okay if you lose that game because you just beat up on the sons of the king the two games before that having said all that i want to turn the question around to you in a slightly different way okay are you nervous about their offense Uh, on the long haul like th- that was the question with them coming into the year, right? right. Like, it was, yeah, and still is. Just, yeah, I mean, I don't think I've seen anything from their offense the first couple games that I didn't expect to see. Like I figured they would struggle 
offensively, especially without Westbrook those first couple games. Mm-hmm. Now that he's back, I think that's going to make life easier for everyone else. I think George Schroeder, you know, hopefully some of the shooters start to knock down shots. Like, right. Abrinas is shooting 37% overall. Terrence Ferguson's at 13%. Jeremy Grant's at 26 I mean, none of those guys are especially high efficiency anyway, but... I think just Westbrook crashing into the teeth of the defense and then kicking out will make it easier. So, like, yeah, I still have the questions that I had coming into the year. But, you know, I don't think I've been surprised necessarily that a lot of their guys, especially without Westbrook, just aren't shooting the ball that well. That's, I mean, look, like, did I expect them to have the league's worst offense right now, which is what they're at? Mm. No. Do I expect them to have a top 10 offense this year? No. Right. Middle of the pack, maybe slightly below. Yeah, that yeah. seems... Because if you pair that with the top five defense, it's still a playoff team. It is. It is. It's not like a championship contender team, but it's certainly a playoff team and one that could make it to the second round. I agree. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So very, you know, Utah-esque. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, let's go with the Houston Rockets now. Who have yeah. Why did you have that on your list? Just because they're one and two? Yeah. I mean... Yeah. You know, they like they were a 65-win team last year. Right. They, you know, there, there were concerns about their offseason. They start the season with a home thumping at the hands of the Pelicans. They lost uh-huh. at the Clippers without Chris Paul. But, right. You That's... Know, like, so are, are you nervous at all about no. that? Or are you just, yeah. No. Look, okay, so let's look at the first game. The Pelicans played the best game they've played in franchise history. <laughs> Like there's Certainly nothing you can there, yeah. yeah there's nothing you can do about that, mm-hmm. and then they they beat the Lakers uh, you know in the game that the fight occurred, and yep. then they lost by three to the Clippers without mm-hmm. Chris Paul, and yep. like they were still coming up like I think that was the day after it was. like they they were still kind of shell shocked over that whole ordeal so yeah like I'm I'm not nervous at all regarding the you know the Rockets I mean I honestly think. You know, the, the, the CP3 suspension, that was two games, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That might be a, you know, a blessing in disguise because he's getting up there in age. You know, whenever, <laughs> yeah. whenever you can sit him for a couple of games, you take it. Right. It's fine. Well, are you nervous about their defense at all? They are currently well, Always. But last year they were seventh. This year they're 24th. It's early, of course, but... Well, you know, even like that, last that's year. That's a market decline. Right, but even last year, you you would be lying to me if you said in the playoffs that you weren't at least concerned they would fall into their bad habits that they've displayed, you know, in the years prior. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm always concerned to some extent with you know Houston's defense, especially now that Trevor Ariza isn't around. I will say this though, like right now they're holding teams to 28 percent from you know from outside, which leads mm-hmm. the league. So it's not like they're not doing things, mm-hmm. <laughs> and again. You know the statistical whooping, you know they got in in against the the Pelicans, right? It just skewed the numbers. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm no, I'm not concerned. I'm con- concerned about their defense. Eh, not no more than usual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and overall, not concerned whatsoever. It's fine. Yeah. Not even yeah. about Melo, who hasn't really been. I I, I don't want to say good because obviously he hasn't. He hasn't. <laughs> I want to say playable. Right. But I think I mean, that will come around. 
Yeah, eight points on thirty-two percent shooting so far. Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's horrible. At least he's rebounding really well, but that's true. That's about it. But yeah, I mean, he's not giving you even with the Thunder last year, he wasn't great, but he was still giving you sixteen points on like around forty percent shooting. This is yeah, yeah. I mean, again, he's not going to finish the season shooting thirty-two percent, so right. that's going to bounce back. It's just a matter of him finding his spots. Yeah, it'll come around. Yeah, like he, he's so. he's nine for twenty-eight, you know, shooting for the season. Like he had games in New York with that line, <laughs> right? It's like right. You, I'm, I'm looking at those three games. I'm just going, that's one bad game. Like yeah. that's one bad Knicks game for him. Yeah, and more than half of his field goal attempts have been from three. I think he just. He's gonna like he just needs to get used to this idea that he's like not the number one option on this team anymore. Right. FIBA Mello. He needs to channel it. Yeah, yeah. Uh who else? Oh yeah. The Jazz? Are you worried about them at one and two? No. No, I'm you know <laughs> I will say this though. Teams have kind of figured out that Donovan Mitchell is good and yeah. they've figured out that they you know, outside of Donnie there isn't a lot of firepower there, so they've done what I feared, which is just basically telling everyone, "Hey, form a wall around Donovan <laughs> Mitchell and let everyone else beat you." Right. Um, so far, that guy has been Joe Ingles. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it's been awesome. I mean, Dude, look, so good. Let me, let me. If you put up a picture, like just a, a, of of Joe Ingles, like in an everyday outfit, right? Mm-hmm. And you told me that that guy would be averaging 19 points, five assists, four and a half rebounds, almost three steals, and be shooting 50% from downtown in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I would probably have called the cops on you because you were a weirdo <laughs> and you would be doing weird stuff to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's been awesome. Um, but they need to find a way to get Dottie going. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, 34% overall. It's been bad. Yeah. I have a feeling, though, that he might be a slow starter. Remember last year as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. He, he could be one of those guys who have to play himself into a rhythm. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. We'll figure that out. Like next, If he does, that, does the same next year and the next year again, like we'll know. There's a pattern. Yeah. I'm not yeah. necessarily nervous in the long term, but right now it does seem like you know, teams are keying in on him a lot. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's the same kind of thing with the thunder it's like they realize the offense is only going to come from a few sources and like right you know, Rick, ricky rubio is not helping by shooting 25 percent overall uh you know as you said ingles is really giving them a boost they need but yeah if like donnie can't get going rubio can't get going exum's played okay off the bench he has jay, uh, jay crowder has delivered yeah yep yeah i mean compared to last year the market yep. upgrade so, yeah, I'm likewise, I'm not too worried about Utah. I mean, like, I, I, I think they'll be fine. The, the only concern, look, you you know, you lose to the Warriors on, like, a Jonas Jarebko tip in whatever. Like, that. We, we're having a much different conversation about the Jazz if Jonas Jarebko misses that shot because they're 2-1. and one. But losing at home against Memphis, only scoring 84 points against Memphis, eh, yeah. You know, it'll be interesting. We're gonna be, we're gonna see Houston's awful defense against Utah's awful offense tonight, mm. and that will be an interesting test. And then they go to New Orleans on Saturday. That's gonna be an interesting test. So if you know if they follow one and four on the year, 
then it might be you know cue the charles barkley meme then we need to start a conversation but right now i think they're okay hi it's jamie progressive's employee of the month two months in a row leave a message at the Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So I know you have something uh, queued up here. I do about if, a a big rant, but I just want to <laughs> yeah I, yeah I, 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 I think if you have any other disappointments on your mind yeah it, it's not so much a disappointment as me laughing my ass off okay. um, so through th- the first three games of the season mm-hmm. here's the situation with the Bulls okay mm-hmm. they have three rotation players who are out with long term injuries mm-hmm. Chris Dunn Laurie Markkinen and Denzel Valentine so they're mm-hmm. starting starting point guard starting power forward and they're six man. All right, well, seventh math, honestly. The leading scorer, Zach Levine, has called out his coach. Mm-hmm. Wendell Carter, their 19-year-old rookie, has called out the entire team for their lack of defense. <laughs> and the newly acquired $20 million man, Jabari Parker, has completely and utterly mentally checked out. <laughs> We're three games into the season. Good. I was gonna say, like, is that is that a surprise? No, because we kind of assumed really. the Bulls would be a shit show. And like, is it a disappointment? No, because no, like, not really, really, you need Wendell <laughs> Carter to to wake the rest of the team up. I guess like Jabari is a disappointment, sort of. The thing is, he's been he, you know, offensively, he's just been gunning for his own numbers, right? Of course, and he and he's gotten them. And yeah. defensively, like there's a sequence. Stefan oh, No man. from the Athletic has this on his Twitter. Mm-hmm. There he there is a video of I think it was Blake like it was against the Pistons they played against the Pistons and I think Blake caught an offensive rebound it was off a long three I believe mm-hmm. and you know Jabari was supposed to be guarding him mm-hmm. and as soon as Blake caught the ball Robin Lopez instead rotated out on Griffin mm-hmm. and he also was fighting with you know his man and and someone it's like they were just crashing the paint. And Jabari Parker, fully knowing that <laughs> Blake Griffin was his man, just stood outside the three-point line for several seconds just looking at the play until Blake scored. Just, like, completely disengaged, not active whatsoever, and then he just, like, kind of jogged back on offense. Oh, boy. He is just, I mean, from a basketball perspective, like, you you do not want to play basketball with Jabari Parker right now. <laughs> Yep, that seems safe to say. I will say, you got to be at least a little surprised Zach Levine has started the season this hot, at least in terms of efficiency. Right. No, no. I, You know, I, I'm, I'm actually going to go further to that point. He has looked better, not just in terms of the efficiency, you know, because obviously unsustainable. Right. It's the matter of which he's scoring. Like, he's actually mm-hmm. attacking the rim. Mm-hmm. He is uh, He's getting to the free throw line. He, he's actively trying to draw fouls. Like, mm-hmm. he's seeking contact. Mm-hmm. And on his jump shot, like, he's no longer hesitating, which was mm-hmm. always Sack's thing. Like, Sack is, you know, we, I crab it on the Bulls a lot. I will give Sack Levine this. Like, he is a wonderful shooter. Yeah. It's just a matter of finding the right shots. Like, his mm-hmm. stroke 
and his you know his ability to just find the net even on weird angles always been amazing yeah so he's calmed down a lot and he's understanding it oh okay you know if i have this one dribble pull up available i'm gonna take it i'm not gonna hesitate i'm gonna take it and i kind of like that aggressiveness he's understanding that you know what i need to go out and i need to be a consistent offensive force and if he's shooting a couple jumpers that are short He's actually changing it up and saying, you know what? It's not falling right now. I need to get to the line so I can see a couple free throws go in. Mm-hmm. He's playing intelligent offensive basketball. And, you know, is actually, don't get me wrong. I'm just going to, you know, you know, point out a, a contrast here. Offensively, right. like he's MVP caliber right now. Right. Defensively, he is barely a G League player. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. Like, that's the next step. And Bulls yeah. fans are sitting there going, oh, that will come. I'm not sure. I will say mm-hmm. this, though. If this guy's going to end up scoring 27 a game and do so with on, it, like, a true shooting percentage that's, like, close to 60, if that's where we end up with, like, fine. That's worth his contract. I'll take that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I've been surprised that he's been... Look, I expected him to be better than he was last year. Right. The degree to which he is better is a pleasant surprise. Like, yeah. Shout out to Zach Levine for making a lot of Bulls fans, including you, eat their words through the first week of the season, at least. I- I'll give him that. I mean, look, just so people don't get the wrong idea, I love to eat my words with every yeah. team. Like, whenever right. a player shows me something I didn't anticipate, awesome. Yeah. The league is better for it. Amen to that. Okay, I'm gonna channel some rage. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna sh- you know shut off the mic well, and go make well, a cup of coffee, whatever. Because you you always say I shit on other fans and make people check out, so I'm turning the cannon on my own team today. And oh, really, Brian? If we're gonna lose our Philly fans on this podcast, we're gonna be down to like one. Uh, you know, we might be, but like, look, I get it. Philly fans, like the Eagles suck right now. They keep blowing a lot of leads that they shouldn't be blowing, and their season is effectively over, and I'm just as frustrated as you are, and I want to turn to the Sixers and be able to enjoy that. But if every fucking game turns into a referendum on Brett Brown and how he's managing Markel Fultz, this season's going to be miserable for all of us, okay? Like, that was the whole storyline coming out of a sensational... That Pistons-Sixers game is one of the best, most entertaining games of the year so far. Like... All we should be talking about is Blake Griffin being fantastic and Joella Bede being fantastic and J.J. Redick being fantastic. But instead, the whole fucking story is about how Markel Fultz got benched at the start of the fourth quarter and didn't see another minute. And now Brett Brown needs to be fired because he doesn't know how to handle Fultz. Like, this is stupid. Okay? Like, this is... I I wrote about it last week. I'm going to keep writing about it until we all shut up. This is a very weird situation. Like, teams don't... Teams who are good... Like, you know who gets rookie point guards? Like, top five pick rookie point guards? Really shitty teams. Because that's how you get a top five pick. You're really bad. Like, it's rare for a team with the players of the caliber of Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons who are ready to win 50-plus games right now. It's rare to have another top five pick added to that mix. It's especially rare... When that top five pick goes through a rookie season in which he forgets how to shoot despite being a 40% shooter in college. So this is like uncharted territory for Brett Brown, and he's trying to feel his way through it. 
and yeah, like maybe this, you know, start faults, but then sometimes start JJ Redick in the second half and play faults like 25 minutes, but don't play him 30 or 35. Maybe that's not the optimal solution. But like, I don't fault Brown, especially in the early going, for just trying to like, just experiment. You're just like throwing shit at the wall and see what happens and see what sticks and like see what works, see what doesn't. I'm sure he will adjust. I just tweeted out earlier today a picture of the Sixers' schedule over the next month. They have a lot of winnable games. Like, I'm not going to fault Brown for in a close game against the Pistons where Ish Smith had blown by Markel three times in the first 90 seconds of the fourth quarter. I don't blame him for going back to TJ McConnell, who he's been with for three-plus years. And who doesn't provide much on offense, but he's a good defensive pest. He's a good player on that end of the court, and he knows he can trust TJ not to get blown by. Like he's not. I don't think Brett is going to sacrifice games just to have Markel out there in crunch time. Again, is that the right decision for their long-term future? I don't know, and I don't think Brett does. And I think he's going to reevaluate as time goes on. But over the next month, I. You know, knock on wood, there shouldn't be that many close games because they're going to be playing, like, these Eastern Conference bottom feeders. So can we please, 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 please just all chill out. Like, we're going to get spanked by the Bucks tonight because Ben Simmons probably isn't going to play, and that's fine. But, the like, the next month should be very enjoyable. There should be very few, like, obvious losses on the schedule. Let, let's just let this play out as it's going to. And not turn every game into, oh, Markel Fultz is back. Oh, Markel Fultz is the bust. He's broken. He's never going to play in the NBA again. He should go to China. Oh, Brett Brown's the greatest coach ever. Oh, Brett Brown should be fired. He sucks. He's trash. He's Scotty Brooks. Like, let's fucking chill on the hot takes for one month. Just a one-month moratorium. Let's revisit it in late November. And we're going to have a much better idea of how he and Fultz and everything is going. The end. Um, so while you were talking, right? Oh, no. No, no, no. I, I was, you know, because I'm just doing weird sh- shit when you're sure. when you're going on a rant. Did you know that Corey, Corey McGetty only played in 12 playoff games? <laughs> I did not. No, me neither. Now I know. The more you know. Yeah, that's a fun yeah. stat. Yeah, this is, this is where I go. I just go deep into the basketball reference <laughs> database. Or you go into your rant. You know, like, it's just, it's Sixers Twitter's been so miserable this year. Like, it's not Brett Brown's fault you had inflated expectations that you shouldn't have had. They right. aren't better than so, Boston. So they aren't better I, than Toronto. You need a wake-up call here. <laughs> Sixers Twitter, not this year just. Yeah. Okay, I love you, but and I love a lot of the, 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 you know, the Sixers fans out there. Yeah. But, good lord, man. Look, remember the tweet that I put out uh, in April, I want to say, where I said, fuck it, Boston is going to win the 2019 NBA championship? Uh-huh. Oh, God. So that was mostly Philly fans in my mentions on that one. Sure. Um, arguing that Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid would eat everyone's lunch, mm-hmm. that Jason Tatum was nothing more than just a blip on the radar. Mm-hmm. This was in April, so Tatum had proved himself over the course of a full season. Right. Like, there is a... How can I put this kindly? 
there is a lack of connection to who they think they are and to the you know reality. Yeah. Sometimes. And I feel with Markel Foles in particular, because of the weirdness of the, that injury or whatever the hell it was, I, I feel bad even calling it an injury because I don't know what it was. I don't think anyone right. really knows. Um, it seems to be very knee-jerk all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's frustrating. You trade it up for him. Number one pick, supposed to be like Dwayne Wade with the three-pointer. <laughs> right. And instead, he's like, you know, TJ McConnell, but worse defensively right now. <laughs> right. Which is just not great. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. But, like, give the kid a chance. And, yes. and by the way, like, Red Brown, like, if there's one guy you shouldn't go after. <laughs> right. Like, I, I tweeted it last night. Like, he, yeah. he kept the team together through three years of the most egregious tanking we've ever seen in the NBA. Like, right. over that long a period. And, like, he kept the locker room locked in. He kept a good culture going. Mm-hmm. He oversaw a 42-win increase in the last two years. They went from 10 wins in 2015-2016 to 52 last year. Yeah. And now he has people calling for his head because he is benching a rookie or an effective rookie point guard in the fourth quarter of a close game after he got whooped on defense. There's a way you can block sentences on twitter i know you can block words but you can block <laughs> sentences right yeah 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 brett brown fired yeah yeah brett brown fire whatever something in right. that yeah just right. block that because fire it's brett yeah. yeah fire brett yeah. right yeah I'm, I'm sorry to come at you philly people but like i'm one of you and i just like we all need to get through this together and the only way we're gonna do it is if we like we've been preaching patience with the process for years this is still part of it trust the damn process let brett do his thing you don't know more than him you are on your computer you are not in the locker room he knows more than all of us trust him can can i also interject real quick that you know look at the alternative philly fans have one of the best centers in the league one of their best forwards in the league Mm-hmm. You know, they wouldn't have done that, and you know, obviously because of Sam Hinkie. But like, let's look at where they were just a couple of years ago. They had right. nothing, like literal nothing. No, right. I mean, even before Sam Hinkie came in, like you mentioned this several times, like they gave up everything for for Andrew Bynum, right? Who didn't play a game, right? I believe. No, not a single minute. Not a single minute. So. You know, it's just sometimes you just need to look at what you have compared to what you used to have, especially with Philly, and just, like, realize, hey, you're kind of fortunate. Shut up. Yeah. Like, Kings fans would love to be you. Right. I I think the problem is they went into the summer talking about star hunting, and then they come into the season talking about our goal is the NBA Finals. So they, they did not help with the inflated expectations. They put that on themselves. And now when it's clear that a team like Boston and a team like Toronto is right. better than them, like it, there's this day of reckoning with the fan base where it's like, oh, well, we were, we were told we're going to win the title this year. But like this is just the gradual life cycle of the NBA. You don't go from 10 wins to a championship in two or three years. It takes a little bit more time than that. Oh, Marco no. Fultz, he, he's played fewer than 400 minutes. Like right. he's going to suck. 
and it's just part and of the in process. his prime Kyrie Irving <laughs> and in prime Al Horford in prime Gordon Hayward is better than my 24 year old center and 21 year old forward right like <laughs> if, if anything like they, there are things to get genuinely excited about like I saw a tweet today that Embiid has slashed his turnover rate on post-ups in half yeah. which is great because that was like one of his biggest flaws last year his footwork, which was already great, has gotten better. He is like he has mm-hmm. more counters to post moves. He looks legitimately unstoppable at times. Robert Covington is creating off the dribble this year, which is something he could not do last year, and that makes him a substantially better player. Like if, if that is not just a two or three or four game fluke and that's just a thing, which he said he worked on over the summer, right. like if that holds true, yeah. that raises the sixer ceiling. Mm-hmm. Let's just let this fault stuff play out. Agreed. Like, let's not jump to conclusions after every goddamn game. He hits right. one three, and suddenly he's back. Like, great, he hit a three. He's going to have to hit a lot more. <laughs> like, that's that's going to become second nature over time. And I get getting excited about it right now because it's just new and novel, and we haven't seen it that much. But, like, we're just not there. Like, Toronto is there. Toronto is in a win-now we need to win right now because we don't know if Kawhi Leonard is going to be on our team next year. Boston is in win now because we, you know, Kyrie says he's coming back, but who knows until the signature's on the line. Who knows what happens at Al Horford. We can't afford to re-sign those guys and keep Terry Rozier and keep Marcus Morris and Aaron Baines. And, like, the, the financial crunch is coming for them more quickly than it is for Philly. Philly's, like, a year or two away, and that's fine. Right. Just like everyone realizes that. The sooner everyone realizes it, the better. Otherwise, I'm just going to have to, like, never tweet during Sixers games. That was my lesson last night. I think if... I mean, you say that so frequently. <laughs> I know. I shouldn't I know. tweet an hour later. Yeah. Oh, look at what I found. Uh-oh. Oh, what happened? Oh, I thought... I thought no, no, I was playing you. Oh, I was playing oh, you oh, on Twitter. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm never going to tweet again. And then you're right yeah. to back up it. No, 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 yeah, don't worry. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know. We, we've had some Voge bombs on this podcast. Not this time. Everything everything is smooth. For, okay. <laughs> at least Good. at least for now. When we log off, that's when, that's when shit right, falls down. That's, yeah. Well, tonight I will legitimately stay off Twitter as the Bucks beat us by 50. In the meantime, please do follow us on Twitter where you can get into inane Markel Fultz debates with me. You can also find us at the NBA Pod. You can find our Twitter handles in our bio, so give us a follow as well. You can also find us on iTunes, so please subscribe, download, leave some five-star reviews. And we're being hosted on the Almighty Baller Podcast Network, so check them out on Twitter at AlmightyCasts. Until next time, I'm Brian Taporic, and I was joined, as always, by Morton Jensen. Have a good one, Mort. Thank you, Brian. You too. I'm really looking forward to, um, to, to in, let me see how many years, in 2030, I believe, to call on this podcast, my, my son being drafted number one. He had his, you know, he returned to basketball practice this week. Oh, yeah. And Brian, unlike Markel Fultz, the boy can shoot. <laughs> I'm not responding to that. I'm calling the <laughs> FBI, you goddamn terrorist. <laughs> Later. Later. And now, an ad from Mom. <laughs> Bundle home and auto with Progressive and save on your car insurance. Excuse, excuse me, maybe we should add in the word money so they know that they're saving money. I'm just going to add that in there, okay? Yeah, he- hello? Just nodding at me. Okay, well, he's got enough buttons to push in there.
Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. And now, an ad from Dad. Save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Yeah. Tell you another way to save money. Don't buy those uh, expensive coffees every morning, you know. Then you can save up for a, I don't know, really nice dress shirt. I'm just saying. It's great that you feel comfortable here at work, but, you know, an adult could walk in. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> all right. Save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's what, man. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.